The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, Billy, as always. And uh, just a pre-warning you, for you all, with sensitive ears, we're going to get a bit sweaty in this episode. I am joined in Billy and Benny's excellent adventure by the returning Big Benny. How's it going? How's it doing? Uh, it is fucking excellent to be here. I figured I might as well open the floodgates early, get us started. Go for it. Fuck it. Uh, which sounds so weird when I tried to force to swear. It just it sounds like I've never like, swore in my life. Uh, I, I did Jason Hyde's podcast and I was like swearing like easily and then I'm doing it on my own going, I feel so uncomfortable swearing on my own podcast. <laughs> just like think of the children. <laughs> Someone please think of the children. So last time we spoke on this this podcast format, it was what, uh August last year. Something oh, like that. God, I was up many moons ago. It was episode eleven. And this is now cumulatively episode 69 of the SWN podcast. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even realise. I mean, I don't care if I don't hit the fucking 100 club, the 200 club. This could come away with fucking like three views, like six ones down the line and I'm two of them. I'm episode 60 fucking nine and that is all I need. But no, I, I was doing this last night because I was like, uh, oh, Alan, Alan Smith from Discovery, his 66, because I, I was I was like Route 66, that was like a number to end up the season on. I thought, oh, Benny's episode three. Fuck. <laughs> That's 69. <laughs> Wonderful. Dinner uh, for two. Everyone's favourite. Absolutely. Uh, right, so I do have, so last time we spoke, I had no prep, I had no organisation, I had no notes, so we I listened back to it and fucking cringed so much because I had no questions like none and I was, <laughs> I was kind of banking on you telling stories which we did but I was like yeah we, we pulled through it we pulled through it so uh my first note is I was going to introduce you when I was doing my research uh I, I noticed you did a match your first match was the SWA Battlezone 2014 yes <laughs> yes so I went on to cage match to see if I could find Big Benny's name, and I found the name. Struggle. I found the name Benny Callahan. Yes, you did. Um, which actually, I think on the night it got changed from Benny Callahan, and I never found out what the surname got changed to, um, because it was literally got to like the day of the show, and it was demo. Obviously, no one now is Kelly and Dane was like. Right, so, right, what's your name? So we can get everything done for the announcers. I was like, right, Benny Callahan, And he just looked at me and was like, you fucking Muppet. And I was like, what? He was like, Sammy Callahan. I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, I said to him, I was like, I didn't even think. I was literally at that point, I was going through like a serious, like, Dirty Harry phase. So I was like, Dirty Harry Callahan. I was like, that'll work. And then he was like, right, fuck it. We'll just get you something different. So I think it was, it was sounded like it was like Benny Calhoun or something like that, which makes me sound like some kind of, fucking like 1920s Boston gangster but um something like that so I thought Benny Callahan was the intention but was not the fi- the final product unfortunately was scrapped very soon after 
12 so, seconds after Fernlina. Uh So Calhoun, so you're the long descendant of Haystacks. Uh, and then Pretty much, like Big Benny, Big, many, ben, Big Daddy. It all works. Exactly, it's, it, it flows, it rhymes. It's like George Lucas's vision for Star Wars. It, it flows, it rhymes, it's poetry. Uh, so yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was actually just introduced you as Benny Callahan, but then I had a, a bit of a, a moment going, was that his name? Because there's a couple other ones in that that was like, I don't recognise that name at all. Like it was like a David something. And I was like, I have no clue who that is. Uh, so I was looking through the names in that, that uh, match. Uh, and, I mean, you were in for 12 seconds, so I don't know who you actually interacted with. But uh, there was like sort of uh, Jonathan Gresham, Joe Hendry, uh, some some pretty big deals that, nowadays. That was actually um, that was Joe Henry's debut. Actually, that was the first match. So they, the fact there you go. I didn't even think about that. I can say I debuted in the exact same night as Joe Henry did, and our careers are perfectly com- comparable even now. We're both achieving very similar levels of success. He's maybe pulling ever so slightly ahead, depending on who you ask, but. Um, I I did I, God, I'd forgot that Jonathan Gresham was in that match as well. I'd, I'd need to look back and have a look at the list of names because literally the only people that I had any interaction with was Polo Promotions. It was literally just Jackie Polo um, and Mark Coffey, and I just get in the ring, hype myself up, I just ran, and then I landed on the floor. But the best part about that was um, my pal Jamie who he I mentioned Jamie on the last podcast. He was the one that actually got me into um got me started at Source in the first place. He was meant to be debuting that same night, but then he couldn't because he got injured. Um so he was sat like right up the back of the crowd. So as I get chucked out, I landed on my feet and I looked up and all I see is him stood up at the back of the arena just like, what the fuck was that? And I'm just, I was just like, I don't fucking know. And I just went, because like, when I first get told that, I mean, realistically, I could have been in and out there in about five seconds, I could have broke Santino's record even, um, but then I decided, I was like, I need to get at least like just a wee bit of time, just let it kind of marinate, being in the ring, because um, like, I, wo- I just walked up to them backstage, I was like, alright guys, I'm um, Benny, I'm coming in, I think it was entry number seven, um, so like, yeah, what's, what's, what's the plan? They were like, oh, just run it, it's going to eliminate you, and I was like, Okay, hometown crowd. My pals all came through for Glasgow. I was like, at first I was like, they're not going to be happy. And then I was like, they're not going to be happy. This is going to be funny as fuck. And it was. It was fucking hilarious. They were a bit miffed, like, what the fuck was that? But I was just like, eh. You're, you're part of history. It was, it was my first match, so suck up. Uh, but no, but you say that, that you, yourself and Joe have went on to different... Uh, avenues i mean out of the two of you you're the only one to be on this podcast twice so you know exactly. you've all once and even then it should have been for longer but i failed to actually work out how to get into a zoom meeting <laughs> Fucking embarrassing oh, sorry. Oh. i'm sure you'll get a second show with him as well i hope so but no, i was so embarrassed i thought i'll be professional i'll set up a meeting i won't send it the link i'll set up a meeting i couldn't work out how to get into it so I've I've got emails from Joe Hendry going. Is this interview still happening? Yeah, I don't I don't know how to get into the own meeting that I set up. So it's fine. It's a thing. Um, (laughs) He's just like not not to not to infringe on anyone's gimmick, but please let me in. (laughs) 
Um, so uh, since since where, where we last spoke, whenever it was, because uh, I, I did so many batch recordings in one go, um, you've you've well, you've had you had a baby because I, we had a very awkward conversation at the time where I, I said babies were bad. Pretty much was the uh, beyond end <laughs> of it. Just like how dare you? How, how's that gone? Um, she's actually like she's God. She's going to be one at the start of the next month, which is fucking terrifying. I don't know where the, the time is going. Um, but I know she's like she's good. Like um, like the last few weeks, um, our mum's just gone back to work. Obviously coming off of maternity leave, um, and I work like back shifts at my work, so it's kind of switched where I'm now kind of taking care of in the morning. Which, like, the first couple of weeks was a learning curve because I'm not a morning person. Like, if you want to get, like, a substantial conversation with me before, like, lunchtime, you're on to plums. Um, but I'm slowly but surely getting better. I think the problem is is that I tend not to go to bed until, like, 2 or 3 in the morning and then I'll wake up at, like, half 6 and be like, why am I so tired? What is the purpose of this? Someone explain the science to me. Um, but yeah, no, it's going really good. She's um, paddling about. She's not yet properly walking. Well, well, of the belief that she could walk if she wanted to, but she knows that we want her to, so therefore she chooses not to. Like, she'll scuttle along, like, the edge of the couch, and she's got, like, a kind of wee, like, pram, like, walker thing, and she'll walk on that. And then, like, if you trick her, she kind of exposes herself for, like, walking. So, like, if you get to, like, take your hand, and then when she goes to put the other hand, you just move that hand away, which is, like, a dick move to, like, just, like, ha <laughs> gotcha, bitch. Um, but, yeah, like, then she'll take, like, a few steps towards you and then just grab one. You're like, don't you ever fucking do that again, you piece of shit. You fucking I, listen to me. I own you. <laughs> just like, you forget, I'm your fucking alarm clock in the morning, son. You're on a long line, you fucking go through me. <laughs> What, half six, half six, half four. Try about half four. <laughs> she was like, I might, just, I might just not go to sleep at all. I'm just feeling sprightly. I'll just keep the shit going. Still going to gum about it, though. That's your fuck up to deal with. And the other exciting bit of news, I don't know if it was pre or before. Pre or before, that's the same fucking thing. Uh, pre or post podcast. Uh, you got engaged as well. Oh, that was actually, um, that was post podcast. That was in October. Um... The original plan for that went very much out the window, um, as most people's plans for most things did. Because um, the initial plan was we had planned out a kind of overnight stay where we're going to go um, through Edinburgh. We're going to stay in a hotel overnight. We're going to go to there's this restaurant in Edinburgh called Tattoo that we we're going to go to. Um, it's one of those like very Instagrammable kind of restaurants. They've got like a massive like cherry blossom tree like in the middle of the restaurant. And I'm a sucker for like aesthetic shit like that. So my plan was like, right, we'll go there, we'll have our dinner, we go back to the hotel, bam, hit it with the proposal, and everything's all sunshine and daisies from there. Um, but then obviously kind of lockdown get tightened up, so we'd cancel the trip through Edinburgh. Um, so we decided instead we'd just have a kind of romantic dinner in. Um, the baby was going to go and stay with Lynn's mum. Um, so I was like, right, that's fine. Just a night, just the two of us, have a nice dinner. Um, I'll do it after the dinner. Um, 
So that's fine. We go to Marks and Spencers because if you want a fancy romantic dinner, you go to Marks and Sparks. Of course. Um, we come back, start making dinner. We get a phone call from Lynn's mum because the Wayne is absolutely howling the place down and will not settle down. So Lynn then has to go and pick up the baby. The second she walks into her mum's house, she stops crying immediately. So then she comes home with us. We finally get her settled down, finally get her sleeping. Um, by which point we've managed to cobble together the dinner. Um, we're still in, like, I'm in sh literally in, like, lounging shorts and Lynn's in, like, joggies and just, like, a vest top. Um, so I was like, the mood's still there. I was like, I'm still clinging on to some small smidgen in the mood. Um, so we had the dinner. Um, we thought we'd be fancy and get um, truffle mashed potatoes. That was the night that we found out that truffles are fucking stinking. So we had to patch half the dinner we couldn't eat. Um, but we get we get duck, and the duck was very nice. But potatoes were absolute arse. So I'm clearing away the plates, and I'm just like, do I still do this? Like, <laughs> it's just been one thing after another. And eventually I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Aye. I was like, I've built myself up for this too much to then postpone it. I'm doing it the night. It's happening. So <clears throat> I was armed and one pocket I had the ring. And then the other pocket I had a packet of fake nails. Because literally earlier that day, um, I'd seen the fake nails sitting. I was like, to Lena, what are these for? And she was like, oh, so it's like if um like if you ever proposed to me, just like give me a wee bit of forewarning so that I can like get some good nails on for taking pictures of the ring. So I was like, right, okay. I was like, I'll work this into my promo. We'll figure this out. So then, yeah, went through, sorted the dishes, came out, literally, like, shuriken the packet of fake nails. I meant to just throw them, like, past her so that she would have to turn around. Just skiffed her face, like, literally just, like, a single eyebrow hair just goes, like, Whoa. and she's like, what the fuck? Turns around, picks them up, and then by the time she turns around, um, bam, and down. Um... I never got an official yes, I just cried a lot and I took that as a yes because it seemed to be happy tears rather than that, oh fuck, I'm stuck with this camp. Um But yeah, so then we did the did the phone calls of the various parents and different people due to know and then I that was the the night of the truffled mashed potatoes and engagement. <laughs> Uh, I mean, my my M S. We we do M S uh, for it's our Valentine's Day, or like uh, we got together in June, so we do something. We call it June anniversary because we're arseholes like that, and uh, we we it's it has to be the Scotch eggs. M S Scotch eggs are just the best. Yeah, I could I could take a leave of Scotch egg. Like if I feel like that's so. Would you say so? If someone like. Walked into Marks and Spencer's and was like, right, you can leave this place with one thing. Like, would it be Scotch? I've, I've, I've just taken over this podcast. I'm That's asking fine. fucking questions now. Um, <laughs> so like, it's Scotch egg or would you? Uh, I don't know. I would go in MS generally. It's the only time I'd go in during the year. Uh, even then, I, I don't do the shopping. So it's just what I like. So I don't know. Can't think of anything else. The one and only correct answer. To that question is if some if like if somebody walks in if Martin Spencer puts a gun in your head and says right you walk out here with one thing you go for calling the caterpillar as oh. much as it's a sensitive fucking controversial subject on Twitter like the last few weeks um, 
with like obviously everything with like Colin and Clyde and fucking Connie and whatever the other various caterpillars have been called. Um, actually, I found out something about that whole because obviously like Aldi kind of became like the heroes of the yeah. story, like the little guy getting dropped on. I I found out a piece of information about that, and I'm just gonna ask just now if I'm allowed to reveal it. Um, sorry, I've just said this. Uh, thank you. I've just had an ice cream Sunday delivered. I will be like surreptitiously munching this as we go. I'm sorry, that's just um, the ASMR part of the, the podcast. Uh, I'll just lean in real closely. Mm. Um, um, well, while you're looking for that information and confirmation, uh, I thought you were going to say Percy Pigs because they are fucking wrong. <laughs> oh, Percy Pigs are the fucking devil. Like, why the fuck would you ever? Especially, I don't know why they thought, like, oh, this will make it better. Let's turn his nose green. Because a green nose is always a sign of a fucking delicacy. Just, just what you need. Um, but no, M and S, it's yeah, Scotch, Scotch egg. Because this is the only time that you can buy them, and you cut in the middle, and it's just gooey, so gooey in the middle. That's that's the way you need it. Um, but now that steak, that's that's twenty quid, easy. Sorry, that's that's Valentine's like Day. That's one thing that I'll never begrudge spending too much money on is a good steak. Um, on a Sunday, but uh, yeah, we were speaking about about. We'll get back to to Colin. Is it is it the Aldi just buying Colin, stripping them, and put uh, their own stuff on it? Because that's what they do for everything else. I think it, it was pretty much that. I think they tried to claim that it was different, but like the evidence was against them. But because like Aldi is like the the people's like supermarket, everyone just kind of like took their side, and Marks and Spencer's was just like, but guys. Right, and we're like, we don't give a fuck. Yeah, take, your, a cake. take your sexy adverts and just leave us with uh, Clyde or what the fuck it's called. Uh, Fleetwood Mac and get the fuck out my face. <laughs> uh, but no, speaking of, of, of uh, proposals, yours sounds way better planned than mine ever was, even even with the, the, the drawbacks. I, can't, I probably have said it on this podcast before, but uh, I, I knew I was going to get engaged. Kelly did not at the time. Uh, I bought the ring because she picked it. Oh, maybe she did know, but didn't know, no. Anyway. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> so I took a ring shop and I still don't think she no, picked no, on she, she walked, past, past, walked past uh, uh, the ring shop and went, oh, I quite like that one. It was like a set. And I was like, great. That means I get like two rings for the price of one. Brilliant. Uh, I'll get when they do that because that way they make it seem like it's your choice. Uh, and then it didn't work because we ended up buying wedding rings in the run up to the wedding. So I was like, what's the fucking point of buying me? Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, I had no further plan than that. I got the ring. I thought I would bottle it if I didn't ask her that night. And our kitchen was getting done. So we had two workmen in our kitchen. I was upstairs in my work gear, which was just a tie polo shirt and just the most horrible work trousers. I went, I've got something to ask you. Close your eyes. She sat on the bed. I went around the other side. Yeah, dude, she opened her eyes. She could really see this part of me because I kneeled down at the other side of the bed and went, will you marry me? And she, she said yes and all that kind of stuff. And then ever since she's kind of brought up every so often going, that was the fucking worst proposal I've ever, I, I, ever expected. And I went, did you expect it any worse or any better? That was, that was what was happening. <laughs> it's like you set the standards for yourself. You have no one else to blame except exactly. you. For you, ex- you accepted it. So who's the wrong one here? But that's, that's that's on you. Uh, so <laughs> you could have said no. <laughs> exactly. You could have went, do it again. 
just went, no, out the room, out the room, come back. We'll do this again. Uh, <laughs> I, I did pick a day, this, even worse, going on with your story with the nails, uh, I, I picked it two days before she was getting her nails done. So she couldn't even put it on Facebook uh, until two days afterwards. Oh, Billy, the rookie mistake. I was young. I was... Oh, no, I wasn't that young. I was 20, 26. Something like that. I can't remember. It's been, it's, it's been a blur and it's been a long time. So has the rest of your time outside of, of baby stuff been wedding planning? Um, it's been like a kind of mixture of like wedding planning. Um, started a new job because my old job was literally fucking hell on earth. So I managed to finally claw my way out of the ninth circle. Um, so I'm doing the new job. Um, uni, literally finished my um, last exam about three hours ago. Um, and then, yeah, other than that, just been kind of like wedding planning stuff. We went to see the florists on, I want to say Monday? Tuesday. No, Tuesday, because Wednesday's off on Tuesday. Went to see the florists on Tuesday, so we'll get a deposit paid for that. Um, so everything's kind of trundled along quite nicely. Um, just the case of, now it's kind of just really the stuff that's kind of close at the time, like kilts, dresses. Um, obviously she'll be in the kill, I'll be in the dress. Of course. Um, and then like figuring out who's actually going to marry us um, type thing. I have had an offer from both Bobby Roberts and Sean Martin. Both have been left on red to be the client at a later date when I see fit. Well, funny you say that. When I was speaking to, to Sean Martin, I don't know if you've heard the episode that went out tonight um, with, with Sean. I heard it early as one of your patrons. Oh, of course. And I've just dripped ice cream on my fucking teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you know, I am an ordained minister. So, <laughs> I, can, uh, I wouldn't even know where to start. <laughs> I, was I mean, if you fancy traveling through to Stirling, uh, this is like, as much as I love you, Billy, please don't try and plug the podcast while you're married. <laughs> uh, do you then take? Patreon number uh, <laughs> three for the SWN podcast. He pays five pounds a month. Hope you know about it. <laughs> and you, Craig, being of sound mind and a two-time, two-time feature on the SWN podcast, <laughs> formerly known as Ben Callahan, but we're not sure what it was after that. <laughs> Whatever the fuck Kelly and Dan came up with. Uh, so I mean, we'll, 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 we'll swing it. Well, we're still waiting the news about the Aldi thing, uh, which I think kind of is just they, they stripped Colin and redressed him. Uh, but we'll wait confirmation. Uh, other wrestling news is you're in a tag, an official named tag team now with uh, one um, Jason Hyde. Um, 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 it was one of those ones where, like, obviously, I think Jason gave a kind of quick summary of the kind of happenings with that. Um, also, like, uh, Logan Storm started up Pro 2. Um, and obviously, before um, the lockdown of that, um, and kind of, like, even, like, during while everything's been going on, he's been working closely with um, Respect, for us in Scotland, a few others. Um, and he'd been at um, a show that we did um, a wee while ago where uh, me and Jason tagged there. So 
um, he'd kind of seen our kind of work together before. So then when he signed the two years on, he was like, right, um, I like what you both do as singles guys, but I really liked your chemistry that you had as a tag team. So I kind of want to take that a bit further. So I'm going to put this together. Um, so at first it was literally just like, right, so used to tag team, go and sort out amongst yourselves. Um, and then just like straight away, the two years were just like, we might as well take this and run with it and just kind of go all in. And that's where like the two of us have been, like we come up with the name, we've kind of figured out the kind of look that we want to go for, coming up with ideas for whenever we can uh, get together to film um, some like content, like promos, things like that, just constantly bouncing ideas off our heads. Um, so yeah, it's actually been like really good because I think like the worst thing would be if you if a promoter's like, right, used to go on a tag team together and then like the two years are just kind of like, eh, well, we have a name and I oh, fuck it, we'll just be like me and you and I would commit together, we'll figure out an en like entrance music. Nah, we can just use our own like solo stuff because then like you're not really a tag team, you're just two singles guys that have been thrown together. So I was, was kind of glad that Jason was the same as me being like, we'll just go all in and just do go as far away as we can. So also when we get started in Pro 2, also we want to kind of establish ourselves there, make a name for ourselves and then we were planning on eventually being able to kind of like take it on the roads, um, take it elsewhere, whether it be down south, other promotions in Scotland, just see what it's got in terms of having legs. Uh, and any plans on tag team moves, the big hiding? Um, like we have actually... Hmm. Sorry, I'm being exceptional here, but it's delicious. Um... I have kind of like come up with like a few different ideas for like tag moves. I haven't come up with names for all of them yet, but just we're kind of trying to do like try to get like a good combination of like sequency stuff for like like I hit one thing, he hits the other, like kind of like bouncing back and forth, and then actual like proper like double team moves. Because I think it's kind of overly common nowadays, especially where it's like guys will like they'll like one will hit one thing then they'll hit the other and then kind of bounce it that way as opposed to having like an actual like proper like what you consider to be like a double team move because the, the kind of challenge that we set for ourselves um as we're like right when it go into this with a mindset of we're trying to find like the next like 3d or the next um like doomsday device like we're trying to find the next iconic tag team move that kind of goes across the generations and folk use it, they can be like, oh, you nicked that for such and such. Um, probably not going to manage that because we're literally two fucking dafties from Motherwell, but that's the kind of mindset we've been into and just trying to... It, the problem is, like, so much stuff, it's, like, eventually we're going to run out of, like, new stuff that you can do. And I worry that we're getting there with tag team stuff. It's like, what... Like, all the good stuff's already been invented. Like, they've already done the 3D and the Doomsday device and the heart attack and all this stuff. So it's like, we need to try and find something like that. But it's like, what the fuck could we do that anybody else has done for? <laughs> uh, Young Bucks have kind of cornered... Young Bucks and uh, Motor City Machine Guns, they kind of cornered the market for all the cool flippity indie ones uh, moves. Oh, I know. Like, like, you will get zero flips for no. Young Weaver, Jason. 
No, no, you have, well, I was going to say you never know, but uh, from speaking of Jason in, in the past, I don't think that's ever going to happen either. But uh, the name, The Silence, uh, I probably did ask Jason about it uh, in our 50th episode special, Spectacular uh, Swearfest. What, uh, did you agree to that? Was it your suggestion? I can't remember. Tell me. Um, well, it was actually like when I try to come up with names... At first, I was like, in my head, I was like, right, what do I know that I like and Jason likes? And I was like, right, we both like Doctor Who. So I was like, can we do something with that? And then, like, early on, I actually popped into my head, like, the silence. And then I was like, ah, so maybe I was like, I'll, I'll stick that in the back burner. Um, potentially come back to it. And I was just trying to think up of, like, other stuff. And then eventually I kind of went more into, like, what kind of stuff that I like. So, I mean, I was pulling names for, like, Fucking like Star Wars, Warhammer, just plucking stuff for like everybody to try and cobble together a tag team name. Um, and then Jason, we're kind of discussing names, and Jason was like, What about the silence? And I was like, That literally, like, my mess reply to that was just like, Fuck off. And I was like, What? Do you know, like it? I was like, No, I literally thought of that earlier on. And I was like, I'll keep that in the back burner and see what we can do. So, like, the fact that you've said it as well, that pretty much cements it. So, um, like, I thought of it. As they put it in the back shelf, then he actually said it, and then I was like, "Well, we kind of have to." Uh, so, but, uh, you mentioned Doctor Who, then best Doctor, favorite Doctor. I think for me, my Doctor was always David Tennant, and I think that's just because, like, that was like the period of time when I like first like properly get into it. And probably started watching it. It's it's kind of like I feel like with the doctors, obviously not as much because not many of them, but it's kind of similar to like when you ask somebody like which your WrestleMania, like everybody's got like their own personal WrestleMania that's like their favorite, whether it be because it just it came, it was the year that was like the perfect time when they're most enjoying wrestling, or they when they were kind of like growing up. So it's like if you ask somebody that's like in their forties, they're more likely to say maybe like one of the kind of earlier WrestleManias. Um, I, I don't know enough about the early WrestleManias to list a good one. I know either nine or eleven was absolute pish. I can never mind which one. Um, and like for me, it's WrestleMania seventeen. Um, but I so like, I feel like in that kind of similar vein, it's very much depends on who, which one you kind of grew up with. So for me, I kind of grew up with David Tennant. Whereas like if you asked like my dad, he'd probably say like Tom Baker. Um, but I for me. David Tennant. That was a long road for a shortcut to that particular answer. No, no, I, I get that nostalgia thing because, well, my favourite WrestleMania on that subject is 17. It's the best one. But the, my, my little, like, like, undoubtedly. The one, the one that I, the, the little guilty pleasure that I don't like tell people is, my, is one of my favourites is 15 because that was the first one I saw. So that, that's, that's, my, that's, that's my underlying favourite. But if I were asked me, it's 17 as a whole. But uh, yeah, 15 is wholly underrated uh, but on that subject I think for mine right well mine's 10 as well because that's when I started watching it um, but you said your dad's was Tom Baker I think my mum's was uh, uh, Peter Davison uh, which, um, which is a nice link like, I've, not, I've not seen any of the Peter Davison like Doctor Who episodes apart from like I think he popped up and like a special when David Tennant was the doctor because I think David Tennant's actually married to his daughter. Um, so like my only experience of like Peter Davison and like an actually seen him act in anything is when he's in to London, which ends with him like 
him and his like much much younger girlfriend literally drinking themselves to death. Intensely grim, but wonderful. <laughs> uh, right, so back to my research, my wonderful research. I've only got one other note, which is great. So pretty much, I, I took everything from uh, the Scottish wrestling discussion interview that you did, uh, which has strangely disappeared. So I don't know who's running it or what it was about. I don't know what they would have got out of it, but uh, they've disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, I thought that because that's like me and Jason again were discussing that at WrestleMania. Like we were meant to be defending what had become our joint predictions title, and then we just (laughs) (laughs) and then we just never heard from him again. So I don't know what happened with that one. I was so I was so fucking annoyed every time I I I was losing that. I I just uh. it's because like. I realized, like, when he made the suggestion of us doing, like, a kind of tag one, I was like, yes, because Jason's just got a fucking knack for predicting this shit. I was like, I don't know how he does it, but I'm, if I can hop on that gravy train, I'm riding it all the way to the station. Oh, I mean, the, between the two years, I was getting taunted the whole night, because he was messaging me who was winning minutes before the match had started, and I'd had the opposite one, and then they won, and I was like, oh, fuck off, guys, leave <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing in the messages and, and publicly on Twitter. Leave, leave me alone. One, two, so one, two fronts. Hitlock in the handle it, neither can you. <laughs> I think that's the, I hope that's the only comparison I ever have to Hitler. Silly only doors, yeah. The night's done. I quite, I quite like art. I don't know. <laughs> right. um, the only other note then I've got is what was the solar beam splash? Is it Pokemon related? Um, the name was um, Pokemon related. The Solar Beam Splash was my finishing maneuver when I was about six and six or seven. Um, basically, me and my cousins would completely disregard the "Do not try this at home" warnings. Um, well, not completely because it says "Don't try this at home," so we do it at our grand's house because technically that's, that's not our home. Yeah. Um, loopholes. You need to be smart. Work smart, not hard. Um, so yeah, so like my um, in my grand's house, she'd get like the back room, I would mean, always go through there, and I had like a couch that kind of like folded out into a bed and like a telly, and like that back room was pretty much where I spent like a solid chunk of my childhood, and it was like the same like VHS videos that we would like always watch, just because that was the ones that she had. So like. I would probably need to rewatch it again now just because it's been so long, but for like the majority of my life I could probably quote the Waterboy start to finish. Like if I sit and watch it, if I've like got it on in front of me, I can like follow like the dialogue like all the way through just because it's like burned into my brain. I've got like that. Um Robin Hood, like the Disney one where he's a fox. Um Osmosis Jones. And there's probably a couple of others that are escaping me at the moment, but I, the Waterboy was one that always like stuck in my brain because when when I was at high school, um, one of the classes, whenever the teacher was off, um, they would just put on the Waterboy for us, and like I'd just be like blasting through, like going along with it, and everybody's like, "How the fuck are you doing that?" And I was like, "You don't understand, like how many times I've seen, I watched this film three times a week for like ten years." Like, I'm getting this shit down to a fine art. Um, 
But yeah, so in that back room um, where we watched all the videos, um, we would wrestle. Um, so we would sometimes, we would kind of pull the couch out from the wall a bit and we'd kind of prop up the couch cushions and we'd throw the duvet over that and that was our kind of announcer's table. Um, and then we would just proceed to do heinous violence on each other. Um, like the cushions were our steel chairs and we absolutely fucking lamped each other with them. Um, like I was like I was the youngest by like my cousin Tim was six years older than me. Uh, my cousin Scott's three years older than me. So I'm like seriously the underdog. Um one time I get pedigreed onto the laminate floor. Um obviously they hadn't been trained, so they didn't know the proper way to work that. I'd never took a front bump before. So I was just like, I shall meet this laminate flooring with my forehead. Um, they thought that they'd killed me. I just immediately stood up and started raining punches um, to the gut. Um, but yeah, so the solar beam splash was basically, it was pretty much just like a, a top rope splash, except instead of a top rope, I had the arm of a sofa. Um, and then when I actually kind of got to training the first time I stood up in the top rope, I was like, absolutely fucking not. And so the solar beam splash, she'll never receive a feature in actual in-ring competition. Because so, Big so Benny's the, 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 the tag team move of you going on Jason's shoulders and jumping off it, that, that's, that's off the table. Is that taking off <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I wouldn't put Jason through that because I have put on a fucking power away over lockdown, so I would not do that to him. Oh, I mean, um, I, I think I put on like a stone and a half. I lost four and then gained six, so it's not been a very good time uh, in the in the Strachan household for for lockdown. I just got barsed. And with well, my I mean, commute like is there to hear. Like, That's the way it. you look at it is it's better than... At least you lost the four before you gained the six. Imagine if you hadn't lost the four and then just gained six. True. Just waddling about the place like fucking comic book guy. I know, it's actually, not that it's bad because everyone's doing great with, with if, they're, if, if they're losing weight or, or happy with whatever. Uh, but when I see folk put up their weight loss ones going, oh, I was 19 stone and, and I just, I was fat and felt unhappy. And I'm like, I'm 18.10. Piss off. Don't make me feel bad. <laughs> fucking do <dear. laughs> am, am, am I the wrong here? I feel fine. Fucking don't you don't you come at me with your joy. <laughs> but no, I got my, I got my COVID jab uh, at some point this week, two days ago. So I'm, I'm awaiting the after effects of it. But I'm hoping that the, 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 the flab that I've gained during lockdown will, uh, will Just kind of fight it the symptoms. I've got I've got more body to work with. Surely I've got more white blood cells hanging it's about. Flower Christ, come on, double time, boys. Up to it. Um, oh. I, I've I've still got no idea when I'll get my first one. Um, my friend Callum, um, I think he's maybe got his second one out, um, as well now. But yeah, he gets his first one. Like he's the same age as me, so like months and months before I was supposed to. And I say so. I was like, how did you manage that? He was like, I don't know. I'll be honest with you, he's like, I have no idea. I can only assume there's been a fuck up at the doctor's office or something. Because, like, walking in, it was like, I feel like I shouldn't be here, but I'm not going to turn down a vaccine, so fuck it. He's probably just thinking, do I have underlying health concerns my doctor has not told me about? <laughs> I was gonna say, he, was like, <laughs> like, he was like, are they going to set me down? But like, right, before we give you this, Carol. 
<laughs> it's just a stopgap. You've only got a couple of months, but we thought we'd make it's them happy for you. It's like, there you go, Calum. We'll give you this vaccine, but just take it easy. You are three months pregnant. <laughs> like, what the fuck? But we're supposed to call you back in 12 weeks. Well, we might not make it that far, but I mean, just enjoy <laughs> yourself. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's been a... It's been interesting. I'm the last. I'm the last of my immediate family to get one because, for some reason, I am in perfect health. So I, I had to wait until my age uh, bracket came around. And because I'm in money, we're the worst. So yes, right. I mean, I've I've never heard someone sound so irritated that I've been. Like, I mean, I, I don't know why, but I'm in perfect fucking health. Like just absolutely fucking like tip top shape. Don't know what the fuck that's all. After complaining, after complaining about, about being fat and getting annoyed that people are getting healthy and I'm sitting here going, I'm in perfect health, why am I, why am I being picked now? But yeah. Why don't I have the sniffle? Because money is the worst, it was the worst. I think uh, I think somewhere in Glasgow is now just overtaking us, so thank you guys. Uh, that sounds about right. We, we, uh, we were fast-tracked. I was phoned on the Monday and I was getting stabbed on Tuesday. So, nice. So, I mean, I don't know if that's similar to what happens in Glasgow. I don't think you get the phone call. Anyway, right, let's go to some questions I've got here. We've got loads. Uh, some that you've answered in various uh, forms, written and whatnot, um, through other podcasts and all that kind of stuff. So I'll get to them in a second. But I'll go straight to my DMs, because I've got one from Brent Carter. Your uh-huh. grand And... Uh, Wait, wait, before I get to that, we introduced a segment briefly, which you may have heard, called uh, Wrestle Tag Bury. It did not go well, because I did it once, and then I, I put it out on Facebook, on Twitter, and everyone got the wrong idea, and I just shelved it from that point onwards, because I think everyone thought when I said Wrestle Tag Bury, I was going to go, who do you fucking hate? Tell us. Like, <laughs> but, who are you the spy? <laughs> who would you wrestle with? Who would you tag with? it? Who can fuck off? Right, so uh, he's given us Fuck, Marry, Kill, uh, Boba Fett, Django Fett, and Din Djarin. I'm probably oh. butchered that one, but... I feel like I would... Oh, I would marry Boba Fett purely because I would want them to play his like, theme music for The Mandalorian as he's walking down the aisle, and then I'd be like, perfect. Um... I'd fuck Din Djarin because if you offered me a fuck Mary Kill for Game of Thrones characters, I would have probably said over in Martell if it was male only. So off the back of that, I would I would have I would have him do the Spanish accent as well. I didn't Just, know who Din Djarin was. I just had to Google him and oh, yeah, okay, it's the the titular Mandalorian. And I I I would kill Django Fett just purely because he's. I mean, he, 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 he died anyway. He got ki- he get killed as any man could ever hope to be killed by Samuel L. Jackson. So it's a bit of a downgrade him getting offed by me, but his death is a, a necessary loss. Uh, but no, the, the Wrestle Tag Burry thing was just... It was an amazing idea. I think I think I chose it poorly coming out of the wake of I th- the I think, movement. I'd say, I think it would be it would be a good idea Um for like any industry other than the wrestling one. It's oh, no. <laughs> like with that, there's a million people just with fucking axes waiting for a grindstone like karma. <laughs> I know, when you heard the segment, if you listen to the segment, it was supposed to be funny. 
it was like I said it just turned somber. I know. I mean, for years I would have picked like three dudes that had like big in their name, like I don't know, Wrestle Tag Buddy, Big Show. I've forgotten everyone that's uh, fat, Big Daddy, and uh, Big Boss Man. Big Boss Man. There you go, Wrestle Tag Buddy, Big Show, Big Boss Man, Big Daddy. I think I would. Oh, sorry, I got myself really concerned for a minute there, then remembered it was Wrestle Tag Berry rather than Fuck Mary Kill. Because <laughs> I was like, am I fucking the big show or is that vice versa? Oh, it's Because, as they say, Captain Insano shows no mercy. Um, I think I would. I would wrestle the big boss man. Um, just because I always enjoyed his stuff. He was still, he was kind of like kicking about when that kind of like peak year, like 2001, when I was kind of heavily invested in the wrestling. So I'd wrestle the big boss, man. Um, I would tag with the big show. Um, just because I feel like it could tell me funny stories about being a big tall man. Um, and I would bury Big Daddy just purely because, uh, I don't know, he was... It seemed like the kind of guy that would wear like Union Jack boxers, and that's not a style I can jive with. And then maybe enjoy like the wordings of Thatcher and stuff like that, just a bit too. Yeah, no, yeah. like I say, like I've, I, I feel like if I wouldn't be able to kind of like keep him around, like I couldn't. I think I would, as much as I would like to think that I could be friends with everyone, I feel like he would get annoyed that like I've got like weekly reminders on my phone that Thatcher still did. Uh, and then on the flip side of this whole segment, is it insensitive to have the word buddy in there when two of the get the options there are already dead? So No, because the <laughs> like we know what you mean by buddy. No. Like anyway, we know yeah. it's kind of wrestling lingo, it's like it's like you you know the meaning of the word at the time. Like if you yeah, pull it out of context, it's also gonna look shit, but keep it in context. Everything's that, better. If so, if someone just just uh, just takes off the wrestle bit and just goes, who'd you target, Barry? Uh, but uh, right, so back to the <laughs> questions. We've got loads more, and I think I've just smacked my microphone, so I apologize to anyone that's listening to the audio. Uh rank Bent Carter's also given us given us ah oh, fuck the words are gone. Uh rank the KFC side options from worst to best. Right, I'm gonna make a quick little Google what all the KFC side options I know, I, are. I, so I, I can offhand, I don't isn't there there's four. Coleslaw beans. Well holy shit, apparently there's quite a few. Um Is there? Right, um, sorry, right, so this do we qualify do we qualify fries as a side? Um no. I would go as that thing where they go, Oh, would you like to add a corn cob gravy? Right, cool. Um, right, so we've got here. So we get KFC gravy, beans, coleslaw, corn cob, creamy mash, large garden salad, southern rice. Right, we're just gonna. I think I would just go. What the fuck did they do mash? Uh, I, I, I mean, I know. Like I was, they started doing mash. It was a very confusing time. They started doing mash over the course of a weekend when I was at download. So I literally was on the way back to download and a KFC and so off and mash and I was like, what kind of fucking parallel universe have we stumbled into? Like we've taken a wrong turn at Albuquerque. But I, I would say if your classic sides are gravy, beans, coleslaw, corn the cob. Alright, we'll start with the classics then. Um coleslaw can absolutely go and fuck itself. Um because I hate cabbage. 
Um, then corn on the cob because I, I just I don't like vegetables in general. So the two vegetable options are going to be like knocked off the list. Um, beans coming in second because I do I, I like beans, but I need to be in the mood for beans. But like with KFC gravy, I would happily if they gave me the option of swapping out the fries with my KFC meal for just like a tub of gravy, I would do it every single time because KFC chips are shite and KFC oh, yeah. gravy is spectacular. Did, did you get the, uh, what's it called, the gravy down where I had like the, the onion ring or hash brown thing that had like the little bucket inside you? No, I the... think I saw that and I was just like, that is the very definition of too much of a good thing. That was amazing. Like, I was just, that's just too far. Like looking at it, it was just like, Mm. I know I'm a Scandalorian, but we have our limits. Uh, it bears one of those things where now I've had it, everything else in the menu is, isn't is as like appetising. Like, Just would, inadequate in comparison. Yeah. It's the same when they did the, uh, the double down. It was double down, where it was the bread was chicken. So it was just mm. two bits of chicken and then stuff in the middle. And yeah, uh, that was just, that was a wonderful weekend. <laughs> I remember that. Amazing. I remember the double down. See, I'm a, I'm a man of simple tastes when it comes to KFC. I just enjoy four-piece kernels meal. Just chicken on the bone. I'm happy. Sometimes I'll have like um, the crispy strips or whatever. They, cha- they changed the name of the crispy strips about 10 years ago and I still call them crispy strips. Um, but I like, I like just a four-piece kernels meal. Um, just nice and simple. If there's at least one drumstick in there, I'm happy. If there's no drumsticks in it, I'm slightly less happy, but I'm still content. Uh, Big Daddy box meal and uh, give me those two hot spicy wings for 99p. You know, finally the wings, I feel like there's a, it's an off-kilter ratio of batter to chicken on the hot wings. Yeah, so I, I don't want to pay 99p for it, but if you turn around and go, oh, you can get 10 for 399 I'm like, no. I want two. Two's plenty. Aye, like, like two, I think two's, two's enough because I will occasionally take a hankering for them, but I've got like the most severe case of like white boy mouth when it comes to dealing with spice that you've ever seen. Like my mouth kind of deal with them and my stomach deals with it even less. Like in terms of like curries, like anything above a tikka masala and I'm at the game. See, what's weird, I, I used to be, I used to love my spice, um, although it did take a few days to finish off in the loo once I got from the takeaway, but um, that was just more of an experiment. I did it again, <laughs> I'd, I'd learned. But um, I used to be able to go really good with my spice, and then I got my tonsils out as an adult, and then everything now is way too spicy. I've, I'm now nah, down to sorry. Tika, Korma, Jal Frazier, if I'm feeling particularly uh, frisky for the spice, but that's about it. It's just, so, so, you, so that was when you discovered that the to- your tonsils had been the, the watchers that guard the realms of men? Must have been. Absolutely must have been. Uh, right, back to the weird questions that we've got, which is Jason Hyde, as we've spoken about him many a time. Uh, do you know how to spell Pischetti without Googling it? Um, yeah, I know how to spell Spaghetti. Um, I don't know as you expect me to do it like here now. I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's an open-ended question where it just said, do you know how to spell Pischetti without Googling it? I mean, I suppose the answer is yes. You don't really need to do anything more. But if you want to to show off, then go for it. I was, I was, I was going to, like, do, like, a kind of, like, jokey, like, incorrect spelling of it. But then in case, like, any of the, like, folk that 
work at Glasgow Uni, watch it, and they're like, right, this gun's like four years deep into an English degree, and he still kind of smells spaghetti. Get him to fuck. Um, so, in, in the realm of seriousness, I'll give it the old S P A G H E double T I. I thought yeah. the other end of it was I thought we were really confident in how to spell it and then just absolutely <laughs> fuck it up. Um, <laughs> it's spaghetti. Oh. I mean, to be honest, you could have spelled it wrong, but I would have had a second going, have I got it wrong? I'm sure it's, that's not how it's spelled. Uh, but no, I, th I think that's correct. I could confirm S-P-A-G-H-E-T-T-I. Uh, doing phonetic or whatever. Uh, I, I, fi I finally heard back about the Aldi stuff. Um, for purposes of confidentiality, um, I will not be releasing the information that I have. I was going to say, we'll, so. there's a final line drawn upon that. Uh, um, right, you have kind of added extra questions onto this one, but uh, Jason's also asked, what's your favourite flavour of slushy? See, this is why I wanted the distinction of whether an ice blast qualifies as a slush. I think it because, does. Yeah, well, in that case, then I don't know if they still do it, but they were doing. I think it was they claimed it was limited edition, but at the same time, like Subway claimed chorizo was limited edition that lasted about six years. Um, they were doing a blood orange tango ice blast, which was the absolute tits. Either having just like a large one, or, like just that, or kind of going half and half with that and lemon, was just the absolute. So like, I would say, oh, that's no, alright. Um, aye, so I'd say the blood orange tango ice blast. If ice blasts count, or if it's just specifically slush puppies, then I would have to go cola. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, recently. I mean, every time I've went to get a, a tango ice blast, there's only two flavours. There's raspberry and bubblegum. That's it. I don't think, I don't, I've never seen anything further than that. So usually you get both together and turn purple. Ooh, colours. Right. See, I don't, I don't mind the raspberry. Um, and I'd say like an ice blast is one of the few things, like, I tend to be kind of like on the fence with like cherry flavoured stuff, but I do like a, a cherry ice blast. I can deal with a cherry ice blast, but nah, the blood orange one was just the absolute tits. Uh, and, and not to call out a, a, a chip, chipper van from Banff, but they were selling them for, for £2. I thought, that's great, I'll get myself a wee ice blast. Got it. It was that big. <laughs> yeah, like you fuckers. <laughs> no, because they had, they, had, they had fucking large cups in the back, and I saw them. And then they said, £2 ice blast, great. And then it arrived, and I was like, the fuck's this? <laughs> it's like, what in the name of shit? In fact, oh, that actually reminds me when you're talking about that. Um, a contender um, for the Blood Orange Tag Weiss Blast. There's a place in Grangemouth called Candied. Um, they've got like a million different like flavours of like slushies that they do. They've got a Fanta Orange one that is up there with the Blood Orange. Like anything like Fanta, like, I got a Fanta slush as well in Amsterdam. Um, but whether that was actually as good as I thought it was at the time, I can't be certain because I was in an Amsterdam frame of mind, so everything was a little bit heightened. Um, but yeah, I'd say I just even have a thing for like really good orange flavored slushies. Just maybe it's the perfect mix of like freezing cold and refreshing. That's just exactly what you're looking for in an AC beverage. I'm the same thing with orange. I'm the same thing with chocolate. If, if something's chocolate orange flavoured, then I'm all over it. Doesn't matter what it is, just 
if it tastes of mm-hmm. I don't even like oranges. I hate oranges. Can't taste them. Don't like texture. But if you give me something that's flavoured of orange, then I'm all over it. Ah, uh, then you're you're on a winner. because that's my work do a chocolate orange cheesecake, and it's damn fucking good. Glad I'm hungry. I'm so glad that yeah yeah delayed this episode so I could eat my tea. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like now, now you mentioned that. I'm just like, oh, what, what what chocolate have I got in the fridge that I can. See, this is why I feel bad that I'm sitting munching on this Sunday. Oh, sorry, I've got a uh, Ben and Jerry's Rainbow fucking McDonald's called Rainbow Dash. No, that that sounds terrific. Uh, Rainbow something drop in the fridge, so, uh, freezer, not the fridge. That'd be super place to put it in the in the freezer. So I might have a wee wee scrap of that uh-huh. afterwards. Uh, Jason, for whatever fucking reason, has asked, "What's your favourite Christmas film?" Love actually. Dutch and all the way. No. See, I do, there's certain ones that I enjoy, like, there's many that I really enjoy, but Love Actually just, it will always be, like, number one. Like, I really enjoy, like, Jingle All The Way, um, The Grinch, um, I'd, I'd never actually, I was very late to the game in watching Home Alone, like, the first two, because going back to the conversation of the back room at my grand's, um, Home Alone 3 was another one of the videos, so Home Alone 3, um... Watched that about three times a week for those ten years, along with the Waterboy. Um, so like that, I think like Home Alone three more out of, like nostalgia than anything else. Um, gets a pass with me. Um, another one that I really enjoy is not technically a Christmas film, but I kind of lump it in anyway. Is if you've ever seen Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights, which yeah. is it's actually about Hanukkah. Um, it's like an animated film, but it's actually like, really quite good. Um, so like, I quite enjoy as I say, that's tentatively a Christmas film, but nah, love actually for me, because I feel like soundtrack top-notch. It, I feel bad watching it now, because even though I know that he's dead and I'm sad that he's dead, it makes me really hate Alan Rickman for the duration of the film, because I know like what when I start watching it, I'm like, I know what you're going to do, Emma Thompson, you fuck. And then it happens, and then Jodie Mitchell's playing, and it's, I've looked at love from both sides now, and then she's crying, and then I'm crying, and then Lynn's looking at me like, what the fuck are you crying for? It's a film, and it's, it, touches, it touches my heartstrings. Do you, do you need to watch Die Hard afterwards to see Hans Gruber die, just to kind of go, aye, you bastard. And just like, kind of like, yes. That's, that's what like, you deserved. Like, I can like, me and my pals, actually, like, we felt really bad and thought that we'd actually killed Alan Rickman um, because like literally the night before the news came out that he died we sat and watched Dogma um, <laughs> and then like literally the next day I was like oh my god we watched a film where Alan Rickman was an angel and we turned him into one. Oh god um, but then it turned out to be whatever illness it was we're like right we're off the hook if it's any consolation um, about the night before me, me and my wife watched Harry Potter and the one he died in. Snape died in. So, I mean, it could have been a collection. So, as I say, it could have been either <laughs> one of the two. The both of us just are collective energies. Just bam. This will never be the title of the episode, but it could be Billy and Benny killed Alan Rickman. <laughs> 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 Which I think uh, still will be better. Would, would still actually be better than, than uh, Sean Martin shoots on schools. Which was the, the possible title for someone. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing that is, like, I, I keep, like, every time at training, 
I keep saying him, like I keep calling him a school shooter on training because he just looks like one. Like he's just the creepiest wee fuck that I ever did live. But I thoroughly enjoy him, I have to say. Uh, it's yourself that, that, that's named his finisher move and comes up with some of the uh, assassin names. Was it? So, right, I, I just say it was like the first, um, the first thing that he like started like trying that out, um, like he's kind of running basically like a running claymore to the side of somebody's head, um, and I'd been watching. It's a YouTuber that I watch called Russian Badger, um, who does. It's kind of, kind of like let's play videos, but like basically it kind of cobbles together, basically having his pals playing different games and arsing about. And it was one of his videos where they were playing against the guy called like the JFK experience, and they were taking the piss out, like, oh, you finna have the JFK experience. Then when I saw him hit that, I was like, that's what that should be called. So then I said to him, and he was, he was like, that's brilliant. I was like, yes, it is. Thank you very much. Um, Bye. So I've, I've decided now that's my role is to just go about and name everyone's moves. So like whenever I'm, I've, I've last weekend I had a one-on-one session back at Respect. So I've got my first training session back. I've had my first bump, which was fucking torture, especially because at the moment there's a drip that's constantly landing like right in the middle of the ring. So just like a wet first bump in like nearly a year. Felt like shit. Um, but yeah, so I've decided I'm just going to be the official like move namer. So as people are like cobbling together like their repertoire of moves, I'll just be like, right, I'm doing that. I can call it that. And just have, basically have like a big list. I'll just slap up. I'll see. I'll ask Bobby if I can get like my own personal whiteboard for like move names. Uh, I mean, that, that's, that harkens back to a recent video that, that surfaced, I suppose is the word, uh, from Emily Hayden who put up here your uh, time as a ring announcer. Uh, mm. Go back to that, and you can start making up wild uh, moniker names for everyone. Mm. See, that was one thing that upset me is that I feel like my ring announcer career, as much as also like also it had to end so that my career as an actual wrestler could begin. I always wanted just that one more show. Because the one thing that I, I never thought to do until it was too late for me to do it was I wanted to announce Glendon Barr. Um, also, I would always announce him as the Lowland Superstar, but Tony Chimelet. So it'd be like the Lowland Superstar, and I never I never get the chance. So one day, many moons from now, if I go back, if I do like a one-off ring announcing show, like I'll see if like whenever... Mikey, I'm um, sorry, Glenn. God, I'm just fucking using shoot names now. Um, like, whenever he, hopefully, many, many years down the line, is having like his kind of like final show, I want to be the, the ring announcer for it so that I can give him the proper Tony Chimmel voice break and send off that he deserves. Well, I apologize in advance because two episodes after this one, it's with Glenn Dunbar. Uh, so I'm going to steal that. <laughs> God damn it. I will message him right now and be like, by the way, <laughs> Billy's going to try and pop you. He stole it from what? Oh, we, I was, it's out of that. I, I, I've never, I've ever spoken to Glenn briefly at shows 
Um, so I don't think I've got the power to go. Uh, welcome to the show, Grado's brother, uh, Glenn Dunbar. I don't think I, I could get away with that, but I could probably get away with a little superstar, Trimmeld. Because <laughs> I, I did state him, so if he doesn't, if you do that and he doesn't immediately recognise it as mine, I'm going to be upset. Um, but I know I love Glenn like so much. He's like a, he's just like a da. Like he just comes in and slides fuck at you, and I feel like that's probably not what dads should be doing. But it's a parenting style that I've I've modelled my own after it. Toughen them up. That's that's the problem. I think physically. Exactly. I mean, I suppose with Glenn, it, it kind of is physically. But uh, I mean, toughen them up. That's how. You, that's how you. Yeah, do it. like the world's not going to be kind. So why should I be? Exactly. You beat your child at board games as soon as they're able to. That's that they learn. <laughs> Just bye. Just scream it in my face. That's fucking Monopoly! Oh, me, me, me and Kyle played that uh, last week and she thought it was an amazing idea. Let's play Monopoly, let's play Monopoly. 20 minutes later, she was sitting there fucking furious because I had, I had the Monopoly. <laughs> I had everything. And I was sitting there going, well, how much have you got? Oh, I mean, I need 300. If you've only got two, oh, give me that two. That's fine. You get around the... the I, I, am a, I am a cunt for board games. I don't know why she did insist on playing with me because once I start winning, I am the fucking worst winner. I have, yet to, I have yet to finish a game of Monopoly like ever in my life. I feel like I could, I could probably count on like one hand how many I've actually started, but not once I've ever finished one. Because I always either end up just saying, like, fuck this and walk away, or I just get, like, too drunk to the point where I pass out and there is no conclusion. <laughs> uh, but another one's chess. I, I am quite a good chess player. I let my wife in once, and now she won't let me forget it. But I'm, I'm too nice to just go, right, get the fucking board out. I'm going to hammer you in four moves, and you're going to be fucking annoyed with me. But, <laughs> just, but uh, sorry, she won't ever hear. She won't know that I let her one. Because uh, she doesn't <laughs> listen to this, she doesn't support my dream. <laughs> <laughs> she, doesn't, she doesn't support my ambitions as a human being. It's fine. It's a balanced she just, relationship. She, she doesn't look like she doesn't want to listen to an hour of of. of uh, I mean, she barely likes going to wrestling. She likes a rumble. That's about it. That's kind of the line that's drawn. Oh, everybody loves everybody loves a rumble. I mean, that's all. Like, I've got the benefit with Lynn, but like, obviously, like we met watching WrestleMania at Maggie Mays. So the wrestling connections there. No, about that rumble, uh, and if I tell her Jack Jester's going to be on a show, that's pretty much the two ways I'm going to get her to. Wrestle. And she's just like, did someone say Jester? Jester, is he coming? Yes. Well, I'm coming too. Uh, yeah, that's, that's looks totally different. Absolutely opposite of what I look like, and I don't know what that means. Uh, all right. So Ruby Roberts has asked, "What's your favourite funny story from across your training?" Um. Oh, it's fascinating because it's been as long for I've been at training. I'm having to like troll through, like my, especially because I've had my exams this week. Like my brain's just full of, like you. That sounded ominous. Um, like my brain's just full of like, useless shit. Like fucking everything that went on in Ireland and Scotland between the years eight hundred and eleven hundred. Um, not much space for like twenty twenty and before. Um. I think well there was the time there was the time that Bobby tried to do a moon it was very 
like I don't want to say like smug, but he was just being very like confident and talking about how he can bust out a moonsault. So naturally, we invited him to demonstrate to the class, and full of spunk and vinegar, he makes his ascension. Um, gets one foot on the top rope, all going well, goes to put the other foot on the top rope, he slips, falls backwards, and cunts it onto the crash mat. Fortunately, onto the crash mat. If it had been on like that, to ring would have probably been more concerned, but um, he didn't. He landed on the crash mat, so naturally that was an invitation for us to just piss whilst I was laughing. Um, there was also the time that he, Bobby, bumped in the middle of the ring so hard that the resultant bounce... Um, led to the, I'm just trying to think, I had a very fancy English student word. Um, basically, um, Ruby herself was insufficiently prepared in the upper underwear department for having a training session, and the bump resulted in certain things making an appearance. I didn't see that. All I heard was the resultant aftermath because I think I'd like bent down to like check my phone and get some water. And by the time I stand back up, everyone's laughing. She's scarlet, zipping up a hoodie, and I'm like, I feel like I've missed something here. And looking at the visual evidence, I can probably cobble together, but someone just tell me anyway. Just one over certain. Um, and then, well, not strictly a within training story. Um, obviously. Emily explained it to you before the the near death experience that we had. Um, what interested me about that was because she didn't tell me about it, and of course I've read about it. But when she put asked Benny about the time, that that S in brackets made me think there's more than one story here. I feel like she's. I feel like she's. Over exaggerate, like the second time it wasn't like a near death experience, it was just someone came like barreling through the roundabout, like very unexpectedly and very fast at the same time as I was trying to come out. So that was more like a kind of sudden like brake stop. Like that's it's a failed driving test. I wouldn't go so far as to call it a near death experience. Um there was also the time though where I wasn't driving for this one, so I can't get the blame. Again, not really a near death experience more a, a, an inconvenience. So we were down um, at full tilt down in Newcastle. Um, so like full car, five is in the car. Um, Bobby's driving, myself and Emily there, a couple others. Um, and that was the debut of Unity, um, which was our faction, which is um, now just me, Bobby, and Emily. Because something that I've noticed lately, I seem to I seem to just be collecting like tag partners. Like I've Brent and the Scandalorians. I've got Jason and the Silence. I've got Bobby and Unity. Um, I'll probably end up with fucking five or six dollars by the time this comes out. Um, so that was like first night of um, Unity. Go down, wrestle. All's very good. Um, and then we're heading back up the road which is like about coming up from Newcastle, about three, three and a half hours um, to get back to Bobby's. Five minutes into the journey, we're driving along and know how like sometimes on the road you get like those bits of curb that will just like stick out? Like inexplicably, there's no reason for them other than to kind of like force you to like remember that you're actually driving. 
So Emily sat behind Bobby, um, directly behind the driver's seat. I'm sat in the middle seat in the back. She sees it first. And so it's just like driving along, she's just like, Bobby. And then I'm like, what's she saying, Bobby for? And then I look and then I notice it and the two of us are like, Bobby. And then, bam, fucking hits it at like 30 miles an hour. Everyone else in the car goes, Bobby! So we're like, right, maybe we've got away with it. 30 seconds later, dum, 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 dum. We have not got away with this. So we have to pull into a garage, replace the wheel with a spare um, that can go at a maximum of 60 miles an hour, which turns our three-hour journey up the road into a four-hour journey. So we finally go back to Bobby's at like half three in the fucking morning, by which point I'd fallen asleep. I wake up with like this worst crick in my neck because I've fallen asleep like this on Emily's shoulder. Um, and then eventually we drag ourselves in. So it seems to be if you put me and Emily in the same car, regardless of who's driving, shit's going down. And it gets cray cray in a bad way. Uh, the other thing she brought up was uh, at a medium pace. Now, for disclosure, I only listened to this particular piece of music today. And it escalated very fucking quickly. <laughs> oh, it does not fuck about. Um, yeah, that was actually on um, during that same trip on the way to Newcastle. We had a, a bit of a carpool karaoke session to, at a medium pace. So that's kind of become the, the de facto um, car trip song of Unity. Is that, that the entrance theme on uh, when Bobby does an over eighteen show? I would like to hope. I would like to think so. I don't know if he'll ever greenlight it. We might just have to stick with Rick James, but a boy can dream. Um, cause I feel it's it's a romantic masterpiece, is what it is. It's a it's a monument to the power of love, in all its forms. Yes, uh, from, from, from the listen I had of it, that, that's certainly a description of, of what it could be. Uh, but yeah, so anyone wanting to know, it's Adam Sandler at a medium pace. Uh, enjoy. Love a craze and don't let your kids listen to it. <laughs> they should be listening to this episode anyway, you cunts. So, well, no, <laughs> fuck you. Exactly. Uh, again, felt so unnatural saying cunts on my own podcast, but I'm alright with doing it anyone else's. Uh, right, the, so the, the best, the the, be, the easiest way to kind of make it seem more natural is just slow down and do it at medium pace. Well played. Uh, I suppose another thing that I didn't ask about last time is you have many a tattoo, and this is like the yes. most, most uh, generic of questions I could ever ask someone. But what's your favourite tattoo? What was your first one? What hurt the most, etc. Um, my favourite one's definitely my sleeve, although it's really annoying me that it's still, like, I started it, like, seven years ago and it's still not finished. I've got, like, this bald bit, like, there that still needs to, like, I've got some of the outlining done, but it just needs, like, coloured in. So it's, my plan is at some point I want to have it finished before I get married, which is difficult because all my budget is going into getting married. Um... So I'd like to get that finished, but it's definitely like my favourite one, just because like, um, like at all, anytime I go in to get more done, um, 
the guy who does it, Alex, like, we just, like, go in, if it's maybe been, like, a few months, or at this point it'll have been, like, several fucking years, we just, like, chat shit about, like, he's got, like, a lot of the same interests as me, like, he loves, um, loves the wrestling, loves, like, UFC, comic books, films, so we just sit and talk shit, and the next thing you know, two or three years is blown by, um, so I, this one's, this was also, like, my sourced one, but, like, very specifically, like, that one petal, on that lotus floor because it's like right in the inside of the elbow was the worst shit ever and it took so long to heal over and it just gets so scabby and manky and I was just like Bleh! like on the like right on the shoulder bone felt weird like it wasn't really sore so much but it was just like vibrations going like all down my arms so just like my hands felt like pure janky but you know like that wee tiny bit inside there was by far the worst my first tattoo Sorry, was my little sex bubble here, which I got shortly after turning 18. Um, and my plan is eventually to get it covered because it was a shit job done. It was 40 quid in Aladdin's and Bell's Hill. And if anyone knows what Aladdin's and Bell's Hill is, they know it's not the kind of place to go to get a tattoo done. Um, so, yeah, plan is to figure out what I can cover it with because it's just a solid blob of fucking black, aka the hardest colour that you can get covered up. But we'll think of something. Um, and then I've got my Sailor Jerry lady as well. Um, she actually came on a poster with a limited edition bottle of Sailor Jerry that I got for one of my birthdays. And I saw it and I was like, I can get a tattoo of that. And then I did exactly that. I'm still getting super excited because next week I'm getting my, my next one because I'm, I'm planning to like just fill up the bottom half of my arm and then work the top before having to deal with the elbow because that's I'd rather not deal with that for that, as long as possible. I feel like with, with the elbow, you just need to, like, I've not got the actual point of my elbow done that I'm not looking forward to, but I feel like it's as much as it's going to suck, like at the end of the day, it's sore for like the couple of hours that you're getting it done and then you've got it from now until you slip this mortal coil. But no, I, I, last time I went in to get uh, my, my wee Avengers thing here. Oh, aye. Um, I pretty much you went. Then. Uh -huh. Yeah, so I'm hoping that, I pretty much went, right, if you if you have an idea how to avoid doing that and get everything else done, I'm all ears. You just tell me. <laughs> it's like, for love of Christ, <laughs> please tell me. Yeah. Uh, so, so what, what are you getting? What's the next one? Are you um, on? I'm really liking this kind of like paint effect thing, this kind of splash paint thing. So I'm getting a like a scratch Spider-Man face oh, mask like, and then I getting like that, the, like the red behind it. Um, and I'm also getting my Hardy Boys logo coloured. So I'm getting that, again, this, this scratch paint kind of thing, lime green on one side and then purple on the other. Oh, the classic colours. Absolutely. Uh, Needs to be done. So, so that's it. And then next one after that I'm going to book in is uh, Have a Nice Day Face with the Mankind Mask on it. Nice. I do like that. See, what I think... That's actually... Oh, I might partially steal that idea, but tweak it a little bit for a tattoo. Just need to figure out where to put it. See, like the Watchman smiley face yes. with the blood splash on yep. it with a... That was my first plan, was to have the smiley face, Mankind Mask, and have the Watchman uh, gunshot on, on it as well. But I thought, do I like Watchmen enough to get it? Uh, see, that's not an issue for me. Like, Watchmen is 
Watchmen holds like joint top spot of my like favorite film of all time. It's Watchmen and Gangs of New York are like my two all time favorite films. Followed very closely thereafter by Return of the King, which obviously you wouldn't appreciate because because our souls doesn't like Lord of the Rings. Uh, but I watched. Uh, don't know if you watched OSW review, but they did the Hobbit uh, as a, a wee special episode, and I watched the, the Hobbit. Movie. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I didn't, I didn't stick with Lord of the Rings because The Hobbit doesn't sound great either. Like The Hobbit kind of, it was all right, but it's one of those ones where like, when you put it up against the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, like nothing's going to hold up against it. And I think the big problem that I had with it was because they made the orcs all CG, like CGI in The Hobbit. So they're just like, it's, it kind of takes you out a wee bit, whereas in Lord of the Rings, because they had actual, like, massive, like, Maori guys and, like, full, like, body, like, makeup and actually looked the part, like, it's just that much more effective as opposed to, like, you're looking at, like, watching The Hobbit, you're just like, eh, just looks a bit too cartoony for my liking. And there's an awful lot of musical numbers by the, by the look of it, by the sound of it. Yeah, they've got. I suppose it was kind of always the thing. Like with Lord of the Rings, you wouldn't really get like too much. But like you also like the first one, you've got Merry and Pippin singing their wee drinking songs, um, and Aragorn will occasionally just have it with a sad sounding tune because he's a wee emo sad boy like Sean Martin. Um, but I like it's always kind of been the thing with Lord of the Rings films where like at the start of the end credits, it would be like a song. And they kind of did that way, The Hobbit, but just sold right the fuck out by having Ed Sheeran do a tune for it. Um, I was very gutted because when I put out this episode for questions, I tagged Billy Boyd, thinking that maybe he'd see it and go, what the fuck's that? And maybe ask you a question of some description, but nah, arsehole. I don't know which one he was. I fucking do many I prefer many anyway. Fuck him. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I, I've held you for, for like over an hour now, but... Uh, What's 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 your well, plans? You're, you're back. Oh, have I asked a big question? We already asked the dinosaur one last time, but since you spoke, we've got a new question entered the, the ring of... Or is this the sheeps and the cow? It is the sheeps and the cow. So, <clears throat> what would win a fight? Two sheep or one cow? I think it depends on how intelligently the sheep decide to go about it. If they're on, like, headlong in, which, like, they're kind of like genetically predisposed to do also like because like, like rams are kind of notorious for that shit like if they just kind of like run in and think right we'll just headbutt this, this thing into submission then like the cow's just going to run roughshod but I feel like if they take like a tactical approach like they need if they understand that well the cow has a size advantage that means that they've got the speed and the cardio advantage just keep like badgering away to it have it like turn this way and that wear it out just wear it done. Um, maybe take wee shots at the legs. Just work the legs. Get the cardio into submission, and then, like when it runs out of steam, it's what have you got? You put four legs and a burger. That's what you've got, and then just do what you're going to do. Totally not on that subject, but I once horrified a friend of mine when somehow we were asking if you were to kill someone, how would you do it? And I said the first thing I do is slash the back of their ankles so they couldn't move. And apparently that's that's some hostile type shit. <laughs> apparently that's that's a sign of a possible serial killer. But I, 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 I didn't see it that way. I thought it was just logical. You just 
start with that and then you get your pick of the bunch after that. It's like cancel the cancel the ability to move. It's it's convenient. It's clean. It's efficient. Exactly. I watched. Uh, I can't remember what I watched afterwards, but um, they were watching it as well. And I went, "See, that's the fucking logical thing to do. That's how you kill someone." And it didn't help my argument. It just made me look like a even more like a fucking psychopath. Uh, <laughs> right. So, so uh, what, what was the possible title for this episode again? Oh no, we are still going with, with Billy and Benny's excellent adventure because. Yeah, uh, it was good. I'd say like the, the only other like sequel titles I could think of were the Squeakquel or Simba's Pride. Uh, I still, I know, I know you like you appreciate it. I still like Too Big, Too Benny. Uh, but the, the, Too the, Big, what, Too Benny is very good. The, the I more like I see that. in my head, I think it's not, it's not as good. It's definitely not as good as Excellent Adventure. That's just that sums this up. Uh, although, like speaking of Too Big, Too Benny, it reminds me. Um, the other night we were watching. We've kind of got this ritual um, where we pick a shark film and watch it. Um, we've run out of the good shark films, so we're now on to your know, like mega shark versus like crocosaurus type fair. So we watched this film called Jurassic Shark, which I've seen a lot of shit films in my time, Billy. Some deliberately so, but this was, it was almost as if it was like trying to go for the kind of like, like so bad that it's good kind of like vibe, but it just shot like clean out the other side of being like so bad it's good, just anything so bad it's shit. Um, so, I, so Jurassic Shark and there's a guy in it um, who basically looks like a white Vin Diesel, so I refer to him throughout the film as Vin Petrol. Like, they all, they all get names. <laughs> like, ev like, every single character. Like, they, they probably did have, like, actual names, but I don't fucking know. So, like, um, basically, the, the story of the film is that this, apparently it's a megalodon, but the model that they use for it is about the size of your average great white shark. Um, and it's from out in a lake, not even in the sea, just in a lake, because that's where megalodons apparently dwelled. Um, and it's like a kind of group of like teenagers out for skimpy running about. Um, and then there's a group of like criminals who have stolen a painting, which for some reason they had to go on a boat across this lake um, to take it to where they were taking it. Um, at which point the shark attacks and the painting floats to the bottom of the sea. Um, and Vin Petrol is naturally one of the one of the villains, and it's just. Like it mind-numbingly bad. Like at one point, I had to go to the toilet, and it was the most blessed three minutes of peace I've ever had in my life. Um, like as much as I enjoyed, like I, I was proud of myself of Vin Petrol. Um, but there was like two, like classic, like kind of, like it's a very if a film full of stereotypes. You get the two kind of like bimboy, kind of like run about in a bikini, kind of like lassies, like making stupid decisions and stuff like that. So des designated them. Uh, Tweedledum and Tweedledip shit um, which Travi loved Travi found that hysterical um, and Tweedledip shit actually survived the film um, her and Tweedled Tweedledum died unfortunately um, she got munched by the shark but Tweedledip shit and another one of the teenagers who I decided to call just Hannah Baker um, so that was the two survivors Hannah Baker and Tweedledip shit survived the full film not to spoil it for anyone who would want to watch it after my 
thoroughly good job of selling what a film that is worth watching. But I would say if you ever if you find yourself with a spare like around twenty minutes, um, and you don't feel like you hate the world enough, watch Jurassic Shark. If for nothing else than Vin Petrol and Tweedledip shit, and watching it, you'll probably be able to figure out who Tweedledum and Tweedledip shit are without even prompting. I think I think I have to go into movies with some sort of of expectation now because I watched the four hour cut four hour cut of Justice League, and I still I, not watched it yet. Oh, it's so fucking boring. <laughs> I guess it's so fucking good. It's just like oh, oh. no, it's just. Apparently, I made the mistake of watching it all in one. I'm sorry, it came out in one. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah, I made the mistake of watching it all in one, and it was just boring. I mean, I mean, Avengers three hours felt like nothing, but this four hours felt every fucking minute of it. Like I keep saying that I'm going to tackle it, but I just never have the time because, like, normally I don't get in from work until like half ten, eleven. So, like, that's no time to be starting a four-hour film. That's just... It's, uh-huh. I mean, if you, if, you like, if you like DC films and that sort of thing, uh, go in, I'm at it, but no, it's just... I, just I, 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 I signed up for now, for now TV for a month for this shit because I forgot to uh, cancel my free trial. And so I got stung for fucking $4.99 to watch that. And, you get to see it. Oh, awful. Awful film. Uh, so yeah, well, what's, your, what's your top shark films then? Uh, shark Tale, The Meg, Jaws. Um, I do love Shark Tale. That has to be said. That's a guilty pleasure. Um, just because like like Shark Tale, I think, is the pinnacle of like the films that Robert De Niro's done purely for the money. Um, by like, quite enjoy Shark Tale. Jaws, obviously, is a classic. Deep Blue Sea. I love Deep Blue Sea. Like, it's not in any way, shape, or form a good film, but it holds a special place in my heart. Just, like, the perfect use of Samuel L. Jackson as, like, a side character as in Deep Blue Sea. Have you ever seen Deep Blue Sea? I have not. I don't often, oh but I've never seen it. Um, I wouldn't spoil it for you, but as I say, if you watch it, if you watch, I would recommend watching it, but as I say, Samuel L. Jackson is just... I mean Samuel L. Jackson. You can't you can't say anything better than that to sell the film. And LL Cool J as a chef with a parrot. <laughs> okay, is all you need to know. I'm, I'm sold just on that. Uh, how how do you qualify a shark film? Because I mean, Back to the Future Two have has the uh, the big 3D shark for the Jaws uh, thing. Does that count as a shark film? Because it has a shark. See, in it. I feel like the, the the shark has to be like front and center as like a plot point for it to qualify as a shark film because if you're kind of going based off that like any film that mentions like the word shark you're just kind of like oh that guy's a lone shark is that a shark film like there's a photo of a shark over there on the the billboard so i say if the shark is front and center um and is driving the plot forward then it qualifies as a shark film and also if it has the word shark in the title it tends to help like you're not going into sharknado expecting schindler's list uh, uh, my mother, mother Gambit was going to be Mallrats because uh, was it uh, Quint and his girlfriend get married on the Jaws ride at the end? So does that count? Because it's Jaws, and but no, um, no I, I haven't actually seen Mallrats, which Bobby's going to be mad at me because he fucking loves Kevin Smith, and so do I. To be fair, I've just never seen Mallrats. Oh, Mallrats! 
it's yeah, it's one of my, my favourites. I'm not. I don't like everything Kevin Smith's done because Cop Out was one of the worst films I've ever seen. But uh, I've not seen Cop Out because I was kind of forewarned that it was not fantastic, so I kind of gave that a miss. That was an example of Bruce Willis doing any film for the money. Uh, oh, I'll give you a perfect example of that. Have you ever seen Sixteen Blocks? <laughs> right. Aye. Si- Sixteen Blocks is the only film that me and my dad went to see in the cinema that both of us looked at each other and went, "Do we just leave?" And we're like, nah, fuck it, we'll tough it out. And it just did not get any better. I I, I didn't go to cinema to see it because, um, like, when, when I was younger, because my brother's got autism, sometimes once a month we go, right, well, it's just me and you, we'll do something. Um, the two of us. And, like, we're looking to see what's on the cinema and 16 blocks is one of the options. And I looked at it and just went, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll... No, it's all right. We'll we'll do something next month. It's it's all right. And then I found the film in Poundland for a pound, conveniently enough. And, uh, yeah, and I watched it, and I think I got my money's worth. No more, no less. It was a pound. That that was. I don't know. I, I still I still feel shortchanged by at least fifty p for paying that for it. I was a little bit um, not offended because I don't have a list at all, but most F's. Uh, lisp in it is it Mostef isn't it yeah um, that's it like that film like I think what didn't help our mood was when we went to cinema to see it it was half an hour late in starting because it was a fuck up with the reel or something like that so already we're all like pissed off and then this film comes on we're just like what in the name of shit is that and that film led me to have like a lot like a serious fucking like disdain for Moss death as a human being and then eventually he clawed it back when I went to see Be Kind Rewind I was like right I forgive him for 16 blocks then I went back and watched Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and I was like right I'm forgiving him further for 16 blocks um, and then like before that I, I, I knew that he was a rapper but I hadn't listened to any like actual stuff and then when I actually listened to him like rapping like solo stuff and then he did a song with the Gorillas and the Plastic Beach album which is like one of my top five albums of all time and I was just like right cool most F's fine in my book now he's finally he's undone all the bad will that he generated from the 16 blocks uh, so I mean I'll spoil it for everyone Bruce Willis has to take most F 16 blocks to court but yeah uh, like if you couldn't figure that out based on the title on the poster then Fuck yourself. <laughs> because he, he's a whistleblower against the police and he has to and Bruce Willis has to fight the police and he fights the police and everyone is a happy ending at the end. There you go. There's there's the there the I, it's like like Bruce Willis is putting in all this effort to save this man, but at the same time try to play it off as like I don't care if you'll ever die. And there's just most death just kinda like sad, just like that's cold, man, that's cold. And it's like shut the fuck up. Am I right remembering as well? We get it does all this, right? And then at the end Bruce Willis's character whistleblows against his own. So it was a fucking waste of time in the first place because he could have just done it in the first place and I would have just saved all this issue. I, like, I, th- I think that's... Like, that I find heinous as well. But what I find heinous as well is that the bad guy in it is, like, David Moss, who's a legitimately fucking, like, heavy good actor. Like, he's brilliant in the Green Mile. But again, it's just that it's a collection of these good people in this shit film and it just brings them all down to its level. Uh, Terminator Salvation. That's, that's, that's my answer to that. Oh, fucking. 
I hate Terminator Salvation. You, you'll know, because I think every time films and Terminator comes up, Crusher Crabe episode, I think TJ Rage episode, I've just fucking buried Terminator He's Salvation. Just like, Don't get me started on Terminator Salvation. I'm not trying to get you started. Terminator Salvation. <laughs> you, I heard I heard Terminator somewhere. Terminator Salvation. Worst film I saw in the cinema. <laughs> See, I think Terminator Salvation, I get caught up in that kind of period of time where every film had Sam Worthington in it, which I never understood. Like, it was in yeah. Avatar, and it's like, couldn't I get anyone else? Like, an actual American to play an American? No. Australian fuck. Which, like, I'm sure he's a lovely guy, like, in general, and apologies if Sam Worthington happens to stumble upon this episode. It's nothing against you as a human, sir. I just found your acting somewhat lacklustre in what was, and I think it's back again now as, like, the highest grossing film of all time. Because they re-released it just to say fuck you, the Avengers. Bastards. <laughs> I've never seen Avatar. I don't know anyone that's seen Avatar, to be perfectly honest with you. I went really to see it in the cinema, and I will say it, it was it's best it was best seen in the cinema because it was very much a spectacle. It was like the perfect use of like 3D of like 3D cinema without it being like hokey, like we're like, oh shit's coming towards you. Like it was rather than it being like the classic style of like stuff like fly out in the screen like Spy Kids 3D style. It just kind of immersed you in it. It was like quite subtle in how it did it, but it just like you kind of felt like you were in Pandora. But like I, it did not hold up well. I think Avatar was like the primary reason for why they tried 3D tellies because I think they realised that this film is not going to hold up without 3D. Um, I keep forgetting that Earth telly is 3D because we never use the 3D on it um, but yeah we uh, we own a 3D, I say we, it's Lynn's I've just basically fucking clung onto this house like a limpet um, but yeah 3D telly, never used the 3D on it, not a single time I think I've, I've seen a 3D TV once and used it to watch Jurassic World and it was, it was cool but I don't think, I mean unfortunately, it, it, was, a, it was a gimmick it was very much a gimmick that was never going to stand the test of time, but enough people spent stupid amounts of money on it. And I don't know about you, but as a glasses wearer, I find it uh, stupid to wear glasses over my glasses. See, I do all right because like, my prescription for my glasses isn't that like strong is mostly just for like comfort more than anything else because if I go too long with it with them I start getting like a headache like stuff's like I can, I, like, I can still kind of read stuff but it's just like blurry enough that it just starts like hurting my brain um, so I can like I can have my glasses off and I can just sit and like for the duration of film that's fine um, sometimes if I'm just feeling like being a dick I'll just put them on over the top of them and let's just go about my day but I, I can't even mind the last time I went to see anything that was 3D in the cinema. Can't mean the last time I was in a fucking cinema. Full stop. I think for me, it's if it's not a superhero film, then I don't see the point going. Uh, but we went to see uh, the second Fantastic Beasts film in 4D. Oh, I was excited. I've not seen it. 4DX is a weird one. I went to see Suicide Squad and, um, and sat in one of the 4DX chairs. Um... Don't know what to expect then when people are getting shot and you feel like you're getting shot as well. Just like Jesus Christ, I'm killing it. And then you're like, you're kind of like, oh fuck, like fuck for that. Well, like I mean, 
at the start of, of uh, Fantastic Beast 2, uh, Johnny Depp is escaping on a fucking flying carriage in the rain. So, for, I'm actually you're getting splashed. I've never done 4D, 4DX before, and I was just sitting there just going. <laughs> and then fucking water in my face, and then going, what's happening? It feels like a weekend at Hogan's house. <laughs> and, then, and then we spent spent the day going to like Pizza Hut and fucking drinking. And then every time we did this, blood, I just went, hello, hello there. You need to pee now. <laughs> so <laughs> I missed about 10 minutes cumulative of the movie because every time it fucking jumped about, I'd go, oh, I'd pee now. I need to, I need to go. Oh. <laughs> your, your bladder's just like, I bet you've never fizzed up piss before. <laughs> It's <laughs> just, just off. That's one for the the visual listeners. Yeah, visual listeners. Visual <laughs> washers. <laughs> if you experience synesthesia. <laughs> um, sorry, I thought that's probably the bit I'll eventually clip for a best of me me doing 4DX. Uh, <laughs> actually, a bit dizzy now, so just take it. Got a bit of pee. <laughs> no, we not yeah, do you actually? I did it myself. Uh, that seems like a good way to start to, to end the show. Then. Uh, me me uh, braining myself on a chair and then going. Just shiggling myself and a pissy oblivion. And with that, uh, so I think I asked all the really wrestling questions in the last episode, so fuck it. We'll just end it on uh, me, me fizzing myself into a pissy mountain. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Um, on social media, um, you can find me on Facebook as Big Benny, um, on Twitter at Big Benny DQI, um, on Instagram as Big Benny dot DQI. Um, although Instagram, I'll be honest with you, is a waste of time. I post like very occasional pictures of my daughter, and that's about it. Um, do I have any other social media? Very I think that's it. That's the few kind of like that. base ones. TikTok. Like a like a fucking merch. Know one of these. That's that's something that I noticed over lockdown. Like a lot of people bringing out merch, and it's like, mm, have you had a match though? Um, but I like. I feel like I don't feel like I'm far enough in, and my name's not enough out there for me to justify getting merch. I feel like I'd just be getting merch for to like get myself new t-shirts for me to wear. Um, so. Merch potentially at some point, like I'll probably do, like me and Jason will probably end up doing merch, um, possibly with Unity as well, and then at some point I'll get around to designing some kind of t-shirt with my name on it. Um, but I know that's, I say, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that's um, a lot for social media. Um, I've actually got, oh, I've actually get, I'm booked for a show in August um, down in Fleetwood. Um, for CWE Championship Wrestling Entertainment. I love the name of that promotion mainly because I read it and just went, "Yep, that's all the options." Uh... Um, <laughs> like when when Bobby, because it was like Bobby that basically like sort like got me like booked on the show. Um, and I was like, "All right, cool. What's what's the name?" It was like CWE. I was like, "Oh, what does CWE stand for?" It was like Championship Wrestling Entertainment. And I was just like, and this is not in any way like a disparaging comment or anything like that. It's just my brain just kind of went, so like, 
like buzzword wrestling federation like it's just it's all the perfect like buzzwords like you know yeah. you're getting like championship bam wrestling bam entertainment fuck you like bam it's literally it's like it's like a combination of like all the perfect names just smash which I like because like I enjoy like I like like sub I like promotions that go like a bit like funky like a bit out there with the names um but sometimes you need to kind of revert back to the classics and it doesn't get much more classic than championship wrestling entertainment I know, I was, I was going to say they could have called it Championship Wrestling Federation, but uh, there was a CWF that didn't fucking go down well over the summer, did it? Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, probably want to avoid that. For, uh, that's not my business. <laughs> oh, my, was, oh, I'd forgot all about that. I liked it. That, that's funny. That, that, and this is probably, this was going to be the first episode I never mentioned Five Star Wrestling, but it was, it's like, it's one of those one of those stories and tales that you, you hear about and it's like how how but yeah cwf it, you know it was shady because i didn't cover them and i'll fucking cover <laughs> anything so, so well not within reason now i've bumped a shit ton after last year but um yeah i was like i'm not I, that looks too weird to me i'm not going to cover that and then it turns out they were Bunch of shit hawks. So here we go. Uh, right. It was it was a very strange one. It was literally over the course of two days. It was like a whirlwind. It was like like they'd come together, set up a face a Twitter, um, like two people announced that they're gonna be on their debut show, and then those two people announced that they will no longer be a part of the show, and then it just fucks off. I'm just watching the whole thing, just kind of like okay. I'll just leave that that uh, booking request on red. That's and red, I should say, along with uh, the requests of of uh, officiating my wedding. Uh, right, so yeah, I guess that was big social media. So this has been a, a the I think the least wrestling edition of a podcast I've done so far for Billy and Benny's think, excellent adventure. But. I think you said that about the the first episode that we did as well. <laughs> we Quite just possibly. don't talk about wrestling very much. Well, I've we, got we, too many other interests that aren't wrestling, such as KFC and shit films about sharks. I mean, we, we did uh, I listened to it on... Well, I tried to listen to it on 1.5 speed, because that's how I try and do my recaps, but I couldn't understand A, what you said, and B, what I said. So I had to go, I had to go back to one speed, because... <laughs> we have to go back! <laughs> I had to go back to the normal... I had to listen to the whole hour... And not not uh, forty five minutes because I, it would just be like this. I couldn't understand things we said, and then you spoke, and then I was like, like "What? I have no idea why I asked." Let's just, <laughs> just like fucking what? <laughs> that was the early days. That was the first sixty episodes. This is sixty nine. This is when everything goes right. <laughs> um, oh, I'm still so happy that I'm episode sixty nine. But uh, on ne- next episode is supposed to be the one year celebration special, and it's uh, the Wrestle Ropes reunion. And I've already been pre-warned that that might be the episode that kills this podcast. So if this one doesn't do it, episode 70 will. Uh, I mean, I will listen to that episode 70 and I will gauge on a podcast killing level how it it does. And if I feel it's not doing sufficiently, I will be in contact regarding episode three. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon will get the full unedited version. Public release might not. 
because I've already been pre warned <laughs> what will be brought up, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can put that out publicly. Oh, spicy <laughs> details. I do love a bit of spice, it has to be uh, And then I've got a fucking nine person quiz to organise for the end of the month, end of June, which I'm. Um, I was going to invite you oh. on, but I thought I've already got you for this episode. I didn't want to go. See, we've got an episode coming up. Can I get you in a, a month's time and get you on my birthday episode as well? But I thought, well, that's... that's, that's is, that a, is that a specifically wrestling quiz or is it just a general quiz? <sighs> I don't know. I've made nine questions and five of which kind of is wrestling related, but not, but is, if you know what I mean. It's like adjacent, wrestling adjacent. Right, I'll always spoil it for anyone. So for, well, actually for anyone who wants to get a leg up and listen to this. One of the questions is, who plays Bone Saw McGraw in the 2002 Spider-Man film? You know, that kind of... I was, was going to say, like, like, kind of wrestling related, but not, like, directly, like... Yeah. In your face. Um, oh, Bone Saw McGraw. Oh, fuck. Oh, I need to watch, like, original Spider-Man again. Oh. Got you for three minutes. Minutes of playtime. I plan to watch them all before uh, December for Spider-Man uh, No Way Home and then be so upset and disappointed when eventually Tobey Maguire and Andy Garfield don't turn up in it. They're like, what is this? And I'll be like, I just I remember, watched Spider-Man 3 for this. I can remember like the second Andrew Garfield Spider-Man film. I got like, like I went to cinema to see it and I got like, like I surprised myself at like how sad I got when, spoilers for anyone, like when Gwen Stacy died. And I was like, I was just sat there getting like a bit choked up and I was like, right, Benny, I know you've got a bit of a kind of celebrity crush on Emma Stone, but this is taking the fucking piss. <laughs> She's a fictional character from a film based on a comic book. Stop this. And I was just like, she was off his life. I've, I've, I mean, I've, I've, I haven't seen, have seen Mary Jane Watson so far in this series, so I can only assume that's him alone forever. And I just I was like, he's getting nobody left apart from his auntie, who's somehow progressively getting younger as time goes on. Sally Field was her, was his auntie in that one. You know what? Uh, Sally Field for that one, and then he, I mean, Marissa told me, Marissa told me, yeah. yeah, the wrestler was a fantastic film for many reasons. Oh, it was two of them. That's the thing, I've, I've seen snippets, I've seen, I feel like I've seen, like, the last, like, half an hour of The Wrestler, but I've not seen, like, the main bulk of it, which I feel like I should do, being a wrestler, it's kind of closing the title. It's um, pretty good, but, but Rissa Tomei plays his stripper friend, so I'll leave that to your imagination from that point onwards. So, but, uh, nice. yeah, uh, I went to the cinema, see that, good day. It was a very good day. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> <was> very good. <laughs> Three <laughs> glasses. <laughs> oh, today I have no complaints. For the extras. If I can imagine coming towards you, the, the old stripper ring going, whoa. This <laughs> is how you feel. It's just like. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're gonna my glasses. <laughs> so everything's steamed up. What's happened? Just I can't see without my glasses. 
I think that's a good way to end it. I, I mean, it's it's much like Lord <laughs> of the Rings. There's been uh, many endings, but this is the one we're going to go with. Uh, <laughs> what better way to end than Marissa Tomei's test. That's it. That's the last comment. Right. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Toodle.